just uh you know looking forward to you know to another good week here uh you know i thought we got a lot done last week in philadelphia and um you know this week's another opportunity for us to you know spend a couple of days here uh working on things that that obviously we need to work on uh both fundamentally and to continue to uh install and and you know build our our scheme uh and then you know, look forward to working against the Giants on Wednesday and Thursday and then, you know, playing uh, on Sunday. So, um, you know, we can hopefully build on on some of the things that we've done, but also, you know, we need to cover some new ground and and continue to move ahead and, uh, you know, really appreciate the opportunity, uh, you know, to work with Joe and the Giants. And it's been obviously a good um, you know, been a good line of communication. I'm confident that we'll you know, we have a good format where we can improve our team and, you know, we're looking forward to doing that. But in the meantime, we're really uh, focused on taking advantage of these two days and, and um, you know, getting some things in place that we'll be able to run against the Giants, but also, you know, correcting some things that uh, have come up uh, through training camp and, and against Philadelphia that we need to, uh, we need to correct. Okay, thanks. Sorry. Uh, we'll start with Ben Bowen, followed by Evan Lazar. What about me? What about me? Bill, I think he, met, he gaffed, so I'm just going to run with it. Um, I'm glad to see you made it through the hurricane. Um, I wanted to ask you, we've had um, Mike Pellegrino mention a couple times how helpful Steph Gilmore has been with the entire cornerbacks room, all the defensive backs and the things he's done. Do you have any update on a timeline for him to be on the field? And is that important for you to see him on the field? Um, before he plays in a game. Yeah, well, I know that uh, Steph's been working, you know, extremely hard. See him in here all the time, and and um, you know he's d doing other things while we're practicing, so we don't really see him on the practice field. But uh, you know he's he's been um, you know doing everything he can do, and the things he hasn't been able to do, he hasn't been able to do. Um, you know, I'd say it's day to day. Uh, we just keep trying to put days together and stack them together, and uh, when. You know, when he's ready to be out there, then he'll be out there. And if he's not ready to be out there, then he'll work on the things that he can work on to, to try to get ready to be out there. So it's, we'll just take it day to day. And just the quick follow is we probably wouldn't circle back on it if he wasn't obviously such a talented player and a big piece of what could be your success. A lot of his teammates have talked about that. How big of a how big of a tumbler is that to, to have fall into place at some point to, to have – I guess an answer on what what role he's going to be able to play for you. Yeah. Again, I know he's doing what he can. I know that we're doing what we can. Um, and and when he's ready, he's ready. And if he's not ready, then I don't think him being out there is a smart decision for any of us. We're not going to do that. Um, nor should we do that. So we'll take it as it comes. But we're. I think everybody's doing as much as they can, and, and that's that's really all they can do on that end, as well as, you know, preparing and, and doing the things that we can do uh, that aren't on the field. There's still other preparation and, and um, you know, other things we can do as far as, you know, communication and scheme and studying film and that kind of thing that um, that we're doing as well. So, I mean, that's true for any player who's not participating. We have a number of them that fall into that category. It seems like we always have somebody, so does every other team. Um, and so for those players and for the team, the best thing is for that player to 
focus on what he can do, uh, improving the areas that he can improve in, and try to get back out as soon as he can and, and address the areas that he needs to address. And I think that's what's being done. Thanks very much. You're welcome. My next question, Ben Volan, followed by Evan Lazar. Uh, morning, Bill. Um, with, with the Giants coming to town, I did want to ask you about Joe Judge. Uh, he got here in 2012 as a special teams uh, assistant coach. Uh, what did he do over time to earn your trust and respect? Yeah, well, Joe's a good football coach, uh, period. You know, all the things that a good coach needs to do, Joe does. And um, he did a great job here for me uh, in a number of different capacities. Um, uh, most importantly, special teams, but, you know, he had a lot of other responsibilities as well. And um, and when I gave him something to do, he did a good job of it. And, and so that led to, you know, other things. And, you know, he's, I think, a very just accomplished football coach. He has a good understanding of the game and, and how to coach it. Uh, and when it comes to evaluating the quarterbacks here in camp, you mentioned this morning on another interview that, you know, for Cam to not be the quarterback, someone would have to play better than him. How do you fact? Are you just looking at how they perform in a vacuum in practice uh, and during the games, or do you factor in that Cam has some experience in games and can do some things on game days that maybe don't show up in practice? Yeah. Again, I I I think it would be uh, wrong to take the any comments like that out of context. Again, it's really the same for every player. Um, you know, the players that have played those positions in the past for us, um, call them starters, if you will, have to, you know, re-earn that every year. And they know it and everybody else knows it. And, and the players who are competing for um, roster spots and ultimately play time, um, you know, there's nothing that says that they can't do that so it's just you know a question of performance and and you know again there's usually only one quarterback on the field or one punter and one long snapper and one kicker and so there are some unique qualities to those particular positions uh, that differ from some of the other positions but you know then when you get into the offensive line and things like that there are some again not a lot of rotation in some of those spots uh, generally speaking, but again, we, we all have to reestablish every year, our level of performance and our competency and, and, you know, the guys who have been there, somebody has to show that they're better than them. Um, or that player has to be unavailable. All right. And that's, that's the way it is at every position. That's not, it's not unique to any position. It's, that's the way it is across the board. So that's how you get players, um, you know, that have an opportunity to, to gain playing time, regardless of who else is on the roster or what else is on the roster by their performance. And that's the only way I know to do it. So that's the way I'm going to do it. Okay, thanks. Yep. Next question, Evan Lazar, followed by Phil Perry. Hey, Coach, uh, I wanted to ask you what your impressions are so far of Henry Anderson uh, this summer and, and just what you've seen out of Henry. Well, Henry's a you know smart player. It has a lot of experience, and uh, it's like, you got your buddy there. 
Um, can we let, have him ask the next question? And maybe we get Nike to answer it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, Henry's, uh, you know, again, a smart player with a lot of experience. Um, he's played really every position across the line uh, from outside to inside and two technique, three technique, four technique. And <clears throat> he has a good understanding of not only the position he's playing, but also what's going on around him because he's and had experience playing those spots as well. So, um, you know, he adds um, a good level of, of play, but also versatility um, in, in a number of different spots. And, and from mentally and from a technique standpoint, you know, he's shown that he can, can do that and can play multiple positions and, and, and do them effectively. So, you know, he's really been a you know, good player to, to work with and you know, getting to know uh, him and his playing style and all has been has been good. I have appreciation for the, you know, the versatility that he has. There's not really many players that uh, that do that or can do that. You know, that can play from a nine technique outside the tight end to a zero technique on the on center. Like that's that's not really a long, you know, very long list of guys. So um, glad we have him, and you know, glad that. Um, you know that he gives us some versatility and depth on our on our defensive front that I'm sure we're going to be able to use over the course of the year. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. The next question, Phil Perry, followed by Jim McBride. <clears throat> hey, Bill, how's it going? Uh, good, Phil. I uh, I just have a question about this week and and how you plan to handle it. Um, obviously, sort of sort of new to us in terms of just the three preseason game situation this year. And I know Joe, I guess, mentioned to reporters in New York that, that he plans on on handling this third preseason game almost like a regular season game, at least for a little while. Is this a good opportunity for you and your team to kind of prepare like a regular season week and then try to handle the game like that almost a little bit just because it's it's your last opportunity to do that? Yeah, again, there's... Um... There are so many elements to preparation that um, I think it's hard to just lump them all into one one bucket. Um, so I think as you go through preseason, there are, are elements that you can you know build into each week or however you want to do it. Um, but you know preparing for a regular season game is is just different than preparing for a preseason game. Um, you know, we'll, we'll call any play we think that'll help us win in the regular season. In preseason, we're going to work on our basics and our fundamentals. So the the play calling and the preparation and all that is, is different. Um, you know, there are players that we're going to look at in every preseason game. And so that that's another thing to take into consideration. Uh, and then there's the, you know, the work that comes, you know, in addition to the game. So in this case, uh, you know, two practices, same thing with Philadelphia, two practices. So it's really a combination, like in Philadelphia, it's a combination of, you know, two practices against the Eagles and the game, uh, not just the game. So um, while there are similarities and, and you certainly want to build up to preparing for an opponent, um, it's not like going to training camp and working against, you know, the other side of the ball on your team. Um, I, I see it as, you know, significantly different from a regular season preparation um so again are there elements of building towards that yes is it different yes um 
And so that's, that's kind of, you know, it's a combination of things that we're, we have a lot of balls in the air here. You know, it's a combination of things here that we're, we're working through. So we'll do the best that we can with all of them, but it's still important to evaluate um, the players, try to put together the best team that we can. Um, you know, our top performance against the Giants is that's not really at all cost. That's not really where we're at. Uh, but we do want to go out and every opportunity we get to run a player, make a decision, we want it to be a good one. But again, we're not pulling out all stops um, in our preparation like like we would in a regular season game. So I don't know if that answers the question or not. It's a long answer to a short question, but um, it, it really is. There, there, are, there are a lot of things to take into consideration and, and how you prioritize one over another and, uh, and how Joe does it with his team and how we do it with our team and how somebody else does it with another team could be very different. They're all valuable. Uh, they're all beneficial. It's just you have to decide you know, what, what's most important, what you want to get done you know, with, with the group you have, and then there's going to be some things that you're not going to be able to accomplish. That's, I think there's no other way around it. Uh, thanks, Bill. You're welcome. Uh, Jim McBride, followed by Mark Daniels. Uh, good morning, Coach. Uh, wanted to ask you what you've seen from Trent Brown this summer, and uh, just is it rare to be that proficient at both sides, uh, left tackle and right tackle, that, that, that he seems to be? It definitely is. Yeah, the, the concept of a swing tackle um, that's, that's good at both is, you know, um, pretty unusual. You know, it's... It's probably like the switch hitter that hits, you know, 300 from both sides of the plate. Um, it's, you know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to find those guys. Honestly, you're happy if you can find one that's really good at one or the other. Um, so, you know, Trent's done a done a good job of um, not only reacclimating himself, but I'd say, you know, bringing a, a, a good level of leadership uh, and toughness and dependability to the team that. I think everybody respects, I know everybody respects and appreciates. Um, he, he's ready to go. He's, you know, he's got a, a good blue collar working uh, attitude. He competes well. Um, whatever the situation is, you know, run, pass, two minute drill, goal line, whatever it happens to be, you know, he, he, he competes well, he performs well. Um, and, and he really has done a, a good job of, I would say, taking the 2018 year uh, of experience in this system and really building on it, you know, and becoming a, a you know, much more valuable player in terms of, you know, leadership, um, communication, and, you know, helping other people out. Uh, you know, I think in 2018, he was, as he should have been, very focused on just trying to do his job and do it well. Uh, which he still does, but I think now he also brings an element of experience and and leadership and and um, um, you know stability and dependability that is is at a very high level, um, which is you know which is great. I mean, honestly, it's been awesome to have him. Thank you. Well, I'll apologize for those we don't get to, but we're going to go with two final questions. Mark Daniels. We'll end with Tom Current. Hey Bill, good morning. Um, this this summer, uh, you know, the team seems to be in a unique position with uh, the running back group. Um, five players, obviously, in the preseason have been playing really well, and we all have seen what Brandon has done throughout his career. I guess one 
how pleased are you with, with that group and their progression? And two, just how unique of it is it of a situation where you have six players at the running back position that, that could make an impact for your team? Well, it's the look. It's always good to have good players, and you know we're very fortunate to have the the quality of players um, and people. I would say uh, the dependability of that group has been been good as well. So, you know that's important as well. Um, but it's you know very competitive group. They all uh, have been productive, um, you know, in, in a number of different ways with the ball in their hands in a passing game, uh, in a return game, um, and just you know a, a daily level of consistency from from all of those guys have been good we've had um other years where you know we've had a lot of depth at running back i mean you know when you take a player like james white who who wasn't even active for you know whatever it was 14 games his rookie year um you know that's good depth too so you know we'll, we'll see how things turn out but um yeah it's great to have good depth and good players at, at any position but especially that one and and uh that group works well together they 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 work together and help each other and work with each other um, and the veteran players have helped some of the guys with, you know, a little less experience, um, but, but they've all been productive and, you know, I think they all can help our team win. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Mark. Last question, Tom Kirk. Bill, I just wanted to mention um, on the passing Floyd Reese uh, over the weekend, I know that you had, had mentioned it in the statement, but he was just a seemingly an incredibly nice guy. And I just wanted to, maybe give you an opportunity if you wanted to, to say anything, because I know how big a role we played in the beginning of last decade. Yeah. You know, Floyd's, um, you know, really uh, had an, an interesting career, um, you know, a great career at UCLA and then he went and played in Canada, you know, as an undersized defensive lineman, like, I don't know, five eleven or whatever he was, but, you know, um, very strong and athletic and, you know, was a good player, but didn't have a lot of, you know, length, but played well in Canada. And then um, when I went to Detroit, uh, you know, Floyd ran the strength program and, and obviously he was very um, experienced and competent in strength training, especially at that time. And so, you know, that was sort of typical of, um, you know, that point in the seventies where one of the position coaches would, would also, you know, double as a strength coach. A lot of times a uh, position coach would double as a special teams coach. So, you know, I learned a lot working with Floyd about, um, you know, strength training, you know, managing that that room, that that group of people, special teams. Uh, you know, he was there with Jerry. And then when Jerry left, uh, Glanville left, uh, then then Floyd, um, you know, handled the special teams in in uh, 77. So that was, you know, good. Floyd and I lived, uh, you know, a couple uh, streets away from each other. So we, you know, rode you know, back and forth to games and work at times. Um, and so, you know, I had a lot of, you know, conversations there about, you know, various things that at that point in my career were, you know, gave me a lot of insight and, you know, I'd been in Baltimore, but, you know, Floyd had a lot of other experiences that, you know, that he shared. He's been a great friend, obviously did a great job with the Titans and, you know, the, the team and the players that he drafted down there, they put together, uh, well, going back to Houston, you know, when he was at Houston down there too with, um, you know, Jerry and I think Jeff was on that staff and um, and then they went to Tennessee. But, you know, Floyd, you know, did a lot in terms of putting the, that franchise together as he transitioned from, you know, being a linebacker coach, defensive coordinator to, uh, you know, moving into the front office. So, um, you know, 
he and I, you know, had a long, a long friendship on a lot of different levels. Uh, certainly appreciate everything he did during the time that he was here. Um, you know, as a friend, as an advisor, um, you know, with contracts and uh, you know some other, you know, GM type uh, responsibilities that that he worked with and and assisted us with. And uh, Floyd was always positive. Um, every day was a good day with Floyd. Um, and but he was a, a hard worker and a, and a very tough competitor, and um, you know so my sympathy goes out to Sally and 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 the boys and his family. So um, you know he he had a you know a long hard fight with cancer, and honestly none of us you know hardly any of us knew about it, um, and that was the kind of kind of person that he was. Um, so great great impact on me and. And uh, and on the National Football League over the last, you know, forty some years, you know, including his roles in you know media and so forth. But you know, I'm sure he he added a lot of you know insight to to the fans in Tennessee on his on his shows and so forth because he had so much experience in so many different roles uh, in the NFL. So thanks for the question, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Sorry for your, for your loss, but take care. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Yep. Thank you, Coach. Thanks for everything.